and welcome back to season two of Mental Music, a podcast made for teens by teens, discussing mental health from a teenager's perspective. My name is George. And I'm Kelsey. Today we're going to be talking about insomnia. So we're going to jump into our first song, Lonely by Olivia Ruby. Straining waves are crashing, all this water surrounds me. I'm drowning, I can't breathe, can they help me? I've been hiding behind this smile Could someone just hold me for a while Cause I'm lonely, 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 lonely I'm a lonely soul dark, no sun's out, all I see are clouds. If only someone could erase the pain and make me feel again. Cause I've been hiding behind the smile. Could someone just hold season two we're going to be trying a new immersion segment please be warned that this may be triggering to anyone suffering from anxiety or other associated mental illnesses listener discretion is advised picture yourself lying in bed on the precipice of a new day only sleep between yourself and tomorrow shouldn't be hard You drink the glass of warm milk, turn off your phone, block out all the lights, and lie in bed with your eyes closed. This should work. It has to work. You have so much to do tomorrow. You need to sleep. You've employed every technique that every book, article, and friend has told you. It has to work this time. You rehearse some of tomorrow's ordeals, an exam, a meeting, a lunchtime chat, a date, all of which require taxing consciousness and well-slept coherency. So you'd better go to sleep now. You'd better go to sleep now. Lie perfectly still. Exhaustion gradually envelops you, burning eyes soothed by the darkness. Muscles finally relaxed, comfortable and warm in the cocoon of your room. Yet sleep still withholds its embrace. A song circles restlessly around your head, stuck, repeating the same melody, the same refrain, until every chord becomes painful. A sort of blanket that smothers your thoughts and makes you prickle uncomfortably with sweat. Consider reading, but restrained for fear of dislodging any progress towards the ultimate goal of sleep you may have made. Traffic noise, animals, distant chatter, 
eventually the sound of your own breathing draw your attention become unbearable, droning into your head, agitation at a whisper of disturbance. The fiery head of your accumulating frustration dragging you further away from the grasping tendrils of sleep. Echoes of last night haunt you. The ceiling fan that hummed nauseatingly at you in the early hours of the night. Consider the myriad things you could have achieved by now instead of lying limply in bed. Suppress the longing to check the time, to quantify your suffering. Feel limbs begin to cramp and ache, forming all the necessary movements of regeneration, just hyper-conscious of every needle of numbness and pain. Oh, you'll be a mess tomorrow. Welcome to the world of insomnia. Welcome back. So the emotion segment that you have just heard is an example of the mental process of someone who is experiencing insomnia. Uh, we've constructed it to try to demonstrate some of the common symptoms of insomnia. For example, towards the beginning of the emotion segment, you might have observed them trying lots of different techniques to try to sleep. Uh, and then Further on, dwelling on the events of the past day, of tomorrow, of the future, and the repercussions of their tiredness. And then finally, uh, becoming extremely agitated at small sounds, being unable to ignore them. So, as George was just saying, some of the, uh, in the immersive segment, we tried to demonstrate some of the symptoms. So the most common symptoms involved in having insomnia is a difficulty falling asleep or difficulty staying asleep. So even if they can get to sleep in the first place, it could be really restless, only having maybe a few minutes of snatched sleep every now and then. It's very fragmented and then you don't actually go through any full sleep cycles, which is what helps your body regenerate. So it's not at all restorative or help you consolidate your memory of the day's events and it makes you still very tired even with those small snatched fragments of sleep and can also involve waking up too early in the morning say 2 or 3 a.m when you don't need to say wake up until say 8 or 9 mm. and it also can involve some mood disturbance such as irritability or some uh, feelings such as aggression and due to the lack of sleep and the immense tiredness and draining that involves, it can lead to some difficulties in, say, work or at in school, in being able to focus all of your energies on the task and concentrating on what you have to do. Particularly when coupled with the uh, memory loss aspect. And which also then leads to higher stress, which can then result in more uh, worse problems with insomnia and falling asleep because you're stressing about all those things you still have to do that you didn't quite manage to achieve in the day. And it can also include difficulty in personal relationships with family and friends, again due to the mood disturbances or if you're feeling tired all the time it'd be really hard to keep up a social and active social life. So chronic insomnia is obviously different from simply not sleeping well. Uh, one defining characteristic of chronic insomnia is that it, it occurs for at least three nights a week for at least three months. So over a prolonged period of time. This can pose a 
long-term problem which will severely affect um, other aspects of your well-being. If it is simply uh, a night where you did not sleep very well, this can be recovered. So to put it slightly more plainly, insomnia is simply one's inability to get adequate sleep. So despite plenty of opportunities to sleep, for example, in the immersion thing you had, they were lying in their room, they were trying desperately to get to sleep, but they just couldn't. Their body wouldn't shut down and just let themselves sleep, which is different to sleep deprivation, which is usually from other factors which can usually be overcome on a more long-term period. For example, staying up all night if they have an exam or taking an overnight shift. And even if they aren't staying up, if they are still trying to sleep but can't, this is usually more due to short-term factors such as an exam the next day that they're stressing about. However, after, say, the exam's over or you recover from the death of a loved one or something like an extenuating factor like that, you will then be able to recover the amount of sleep you lost and pattern will go on as normal. Unlike insomnia, which is much harder to recover from because it's an inability to sleep despite the opportunity. Chronic insomnia can often be connected with other medical problems, which we will discuss further in segment two. As we mentioned slightly earlier on in the segment, there are some side effects of insomnia, and one of these is memory loss. Nothing as drastic as, say, dementia, but still uh, there. The inability to hold information in one's mind, because um, the way that memory is stored, uh, it has to get transferred from multiple different, essentially memory banks in your head. And this process occurs while you are asleep and unconscious and your brain is in a restful state. So in having insomnia disrupts this consolidation of memory because you need to be resting and have a good night's sleep to recall these things. And the tiredness from the insomnia makes it again hard to focus and retain those memories which you can't then remember and consolidate later because of the tiredness in a sort of loop. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, uh, there are some stimulants such as caffeine or um, it's antithesis, sleeping pills. So these can throw off like the, the natural mechanisms within your body which um, entail sleep, which is slightly contrary at first because a sleeping pill would appear to encourage sleep, entice sleep. However, it it disrupts the natural process which is going on in your body and so and over overuse of it can create a reliance and thus further inability to sleep. And again, if the, due to the rebound effect, if you come off something such as stop having caffeine or sleeping meals or something, it can make it a lot worse later on. Here's our next song. You by Abby Glover. I wanna help you grow, I wanna be in your veins I wanna be all of your glory, I wanna be all of your mistakes I wanna be the goosebumps on your skin when you're hit by snowflakes I wanna be the warmth on your skin when you feel the sun rays Tell me what you wanna know, tell me what you wanna see I don't care 
me what would make you happy Tell me what would make you blue If happy is having me by your side I'll forever stick by you By you By Welcome back. I hope you enjoy that song. So in this segment, we're going to go a little bit more into how insomnia is caused, um, what effects it can have on the body, which we've obviously touched upon a little bit in segment one, and then finally some preventative measures which can be taken to reduce the effects of insomnia or to prevent the condition entirely. So. First of all, there is a myriad of different factors which can contribute to a case of insomnia. Uh, First of all, there are existing medical conditions which can directly or indirectly cause insomnia, such as nasal allergies, neurological conditions, chronic pain, gastrointestinal problems, to name a few. So these can directly inhibit uh, the body from attaining sleep, Or in the case of, for example, restless leg syndrome or sleep apnea, um, they can cause discomfort or distraction to the mind while it's trying to attain unconsciousness. 
So instead of, say, a medical condition, a side effect of that is insomnia, the results of the, the medical condition mm-hmm. causing the physical discomfort, such as restless leg syndrome, it would be very difficult to achieve high levels of restful sleep if you're constantly being awoken by yeah. pains or tremors in your leg or other areas of your body, which can obviously have negative effects by themselves, but also when coupled with insomnia lead to more things like tiredness as well as physical discomfort. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another very common factor which can contribute to insomnia is bright lights before going to bed. So lights from a TV, an iPad, a laptop, a phone. The amount of blue light which is released from these screens, it simulates daytime. So your mind thinks that it's the middle of the day and so it it cannot cool down and relax and fall asleep. Uh, Furthermore, uh, distractions while attempting to fall asleep. Um, For example, TV, a a particularly restless pet, (laughs) or your phone. So these things, having been distracted before sleeping or having a lot of screen time before sleeping, are easier to change with a change of nighttime routine. Mm-hmm. having, for example, an hour before you plan to go to sleep where you don't have any screen time. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing can help reduce the insomnia quite a bit. And it was a good thing if you are feeling restless or tired um, in the middle of the night when you are trying to go back to sleep, do something relaxing, but don't involve a screen. Say, if mm-hmm. you're reading, don't use a reading lamp or read an ebook instead try to find an actual book so you reduce that screen time which we'll touch more on later in the segment another thing which has been linked with insomnia are the cycles of anxiety and depression say for example you you don't sleep one night and so the following day you are a little bit irritable or anxious however when it comes to time to then uh, sleep again at nighttime, you have in the back of your mind the fact that you have not slept the previous night, which creates a, a sort of further stress and anxiety. So this can become a loop. If you don't sleep one night, maybe because you're worried about something you haven't done that day or something, as we touched on in the last segment about the stress of not focusing, the next day you can become anxious about not being able to fall asleep. And then that anxiety promotes like uh, your brain to remain more awake and be fretting about that, which then the next day you're anxious again about not sleeping that night keeps you up. And it goes on a loop like that. It, yeah, it perpetuates itself. Um, uh, finally, it can be the case that certain sedatives or like alcohol or stimulants such as caffeine, nicotine or heavy meals um, close to bedtime Uh, can uh, make it more difficult to fall asleep immediately. So it's best to try to avoid these things wherever possible Mm. right before going to sleep. Uh, Now on to some of the effects of insomnia. Uh, Most observably are anxiety, depression, sluggishness, uh, intellectual or moral impairments, which simply means uh, a lack of judgment due to sluggishness, and then uh, memory loss, as we predominantly addressed earlier. 
However, insomnia can also increase the likelihood of other conditions emerging, such as hypertension, diabetes, obesity, and uh, an impaired immune system, because these processes really rely on a certain amount of rest and sleep to fully perform all of the actions necessary for their functionality. There are certain actions and routines that can help prevent some of the negative effects of insomnia, which include avoiding overly strong sedatives or stimulants, such as, again, alcohol or coffee, as well as lights or distractions right before you plan on going to sleep. Uh, When existing conditions do prevail and inhibit uh, sleeping aptitude, uh, such as, as we discussed before, restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea, um, allergies, it can obviously help to address these conditions. Another technique that you can practice either right before you go to sleep or if you wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep are relaxation techniques such as breathing exercises, maybe some meditation or some mindfulness. This next one is an interesting one that I hadn't really considered much. However, um, it's called stimulus control and it involves uh, breaking the associations between wakefulness and your bedroom. Because when these connections start to emerge, i.e. you lie on your bed and immediately your mind turns to wakefulness, um, it can be very difficult to fall asleep. So perhaps uh, leaving your room after half an hour of, of consciousness and then reading a book in another room for a while can help to begin to break some of these connections. As always, we advise speaking to your GP if you have, uh, if you are struggling with some aspect of your health, including um, insomnia. And there are some medically prescribed drugs available to help you fall asleep. However, these aren't always considered the best option for avoiding insomnia as you can build up a reliance or an addiction on these, which again goes to the rebound effect. And the ultimate goal here is to attain naturally like naturally attain levels of sleep on a regular routine so having that uh, stimulated by drugs is not the best outcome again talk to your gp exactly um we're going to move into our last song now outcast by carolyn Depp.
to the Mental Music Podcast. You can find links to all of the songs and sources in the description below. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook by searching at Mental Music Pod. You can also find these links and other resources on our website, www.mentalmusic.org. If you disagree with anything that we've said or would simply like to give us some feedback, please contact us through our website or social media pages. Our next episode in two weeks will be on how your mental health can be impacted by your everyday habits. Until next time. Bye.